0: All right, here we are. it's about that time. It's almost the draft here. We're excited, hopefully you're excited. We got Evan Weaver coming to us live today from I'm not really sure Evan, but you're joining Ted and I. Where are you right now?
1: i right Spokane, Washington right now you know home home is home, I guess
0: I like that I like that you, you home is gonna be something new for you here in yeah. the really short future um I guess first and foremost like. How's the health of you and your family amid COVID-19, and how have you dealt with this craziness in your world?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all good here, uh, you know, staying inside, social distancing, you know, six feet apart, which is nice, especially considering when you go back to move, live with your parents for a little bit, you don't want to see them too often. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just been just been uh, yeah, following the rules and not really doing a whole lot except for working out.
2: Who are you bench press? You must be. You have like a couple of people you can pile up the
1: bench. No, I got a, We got a, a little, a little, a, a weight rack uh, in the garage and some areas, so it's pretty nice. Wow.
0: Have you been able to, like, think about where you came from? I mean, it's not like you were some five-star recruit that people pegged as being the guy that would lead the nation in tackles by more than double digits, and now you're back in that like same room you grew up in as you get ready for this draft.
1: Yeah, I mean it's in it's insane. Uh, just uh just you know, re- reflecting back on not just my cal career but high school and like everything that like got me to where I'm at and just uh it's truly it's truly a blessing just to be able to you know, my dreams are gonna come into a reality next week. So <laughs> you know
2: what, but let's stay on that theme for just one second, you know, without hearing my Cal. Because that's what, and and those that can see this, he's wearing proudly, wearing his Golden Bear shirt. Where do you think Cal football is now, Evan? As you step away from the program and move on, what you're leaving behind? Where do you think the program is?
1: Well, it's a lot better than when I came in, that's for sure. You know, long gone are the days of scoring fifty and giving up sixty. So, uh, uh, I think uh, I think they have they have a shot to make a to make a run next year, and uh, it'll be it'll be exciting to watch them. You know, uh, hopefully uh, everybody stays healthy next year and are really able to put together a full season
2: and, and we watch we watch from the outside so tell us from the inside the change you saw that, that Justin Wilcox now has instituted over his short time at Cal
1: yeah I think it was just uh just uh players wanting to play for him you know people showing up every day ready to, ready to work and ready to get everything done and uh I feel like I feel like that's just something that uh he he, he instilled and um just uh people yeah wanted to play and really showed up and wanted to yeah win some games instead of you know being okay with going five and seven every year
0: yeah that's a that's an interesting sentence you know wanting to play do you do you feel as though you know I, I feel like you've always wanted to play like you probably wanted to play since the moment you came out of the womb, but college yeah. players in general. Um, and even in the NFL, I'm sure you've heard elements of it, of guys playing for whether it's the attention of college or maybe they were just good in high school and got a scholarship or they're getting paid in the league. Like, have you felt the shift at Cal for the guys who like truly want to play versus the ones that may have to be coerced to have no, to play? No. Certain
1: no, for sure. Because uh, my, my freshman year, I mean, I'm, I mean, there was I'd say over half the locker room was just kind of okay yeah i'm i'm on a team you know i get to go tell tell my girlfriend i'm I'm playing college football you know and, and you know i mean there's no there, there's no fun in being on a team and like that and then now uh now coach Wilcox has brought in the right type of guys who all want to play together and want to win and uh you know i feel like uh he's really turned it around i mean two bowl games back-to-back years of a, a big game win uh, i mean it's huge stuff
2: so Yogi, you know when Evan talks about wanting to play and how those attitudes change, the first thing I think about is his interview at Ole Miss. So
1: so so Evan, how many people and did NFL people ask you about that? Uh really? Like no one's no one's really asked me about it. Uh, it's kind of yeah. I think it's I think it's probably because a Pac-12 team beat an SEC team, you know, so they don't really wanna they don't really wanna wanna talk about that type of stuff. <laughs>
2: That's why we do. Well, let's, let's keep yeah. talking about it. It was great. No, no,
1: exactly. It should be, it should be brought, brought back around on social media. That was, a, yeah. that was an all-time clip right there. <laughs> Bears
2: and Ford. You, you, you don't know. I, I spent a lot of time as a young guy around what be, has became the WWF and now the WWE, and I knew a lot of the great wrestling managers and announcers. Not many of them are still going to this day and age. They would have been so proud of that. That was a total...
1: That was just a crushing WWE interview right there. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, spur of the moment. Uh, just, uh, just, yeah, I mean, I, 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 just, I just let it all go on that one. So, I mean, I, I knew I wasn't going to play him again, so why not? You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so have you felt as though as you've gone through this transition, you know, I always like a quote that Justin Wilcox gave Ted and I prior to calling one of your games your senior year. We, we did the final game against Stanford that you'll ever play we called that yeah. game and before the game i remember it like yesterday ted where he said linebackers their job is to tackle who has the ball evan weaver tackles who has the ball better than anybody in the country so evan t- to that point do you feel like nfl coaches executives have tried to put you in a box based on your skill set and if so what what box do you feel that you're in
1: oh yeah i mean i think i think uh, they don't they don't really know um how how well I I can play and uh, you know they probably see the number eighty nine and they're like that's not a linebacker you know we're gonna stay away from him you know they they see Cal I mean not a big time program it's whatever though I mean you know whoever drafts me is gonna get gonna get one hell of a player and uh, the other thirty one teams are gonna you know be out of luck so um, I'm not really not really worried about that because I mean if they put me on the field I'm not coming off so
2: and that's a great question because. Evan we've so admired you because of your production you know in terms of all there's there's talk and there's hype and there's stars and build-up. then there's actually playing on the field so as you've gone through the abbreviated process that you've gone through this year how much did you sense people were judging you by what you did on the field as opposed to the
1: measurables yeah I mean uh people people you know judge judge uh, on the field a little bit but i think it's mainly off the of measurables i mean it's a it's a fashion show it's pointless i mean last time last time i checked you know uh, Usain Bolt can run up probably 4 140 but he's not going to be good at playing football so i mean it's a <laughs> i mean it's a it's a it, it's a man's game and, and a lot of these guys are boys trying to play so i mean they can't they can't they can't hang and you know it's just when I get on the field, stuff's going to happen.
0: So speaking of getting on the field, unfortunately you haven't been able to do that a lot for NFL scouts, right? Mm-hmm. You were at the senior bowl. You've gone through some of the natural moments of the combine, et cetera. Then the world just got halted. What has it been like? Like we've read a lot online. I read that you just went and had a visit with the Steelers. Like what does that even mean to have a visit with a team now?
1: Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of weird because there's like an hour time limit on it too, and so uh, and so uh, you're over Zoom and they're trying to install a playbook and you know you're giving it back to them and you know they got like eight guys on the on the Zoom sitting there like like six of them are sitting there just taking notes the whole time, the other two are looking at you and you're just kind of like all right well whatever. Uh, <laughs> And it's just it's it's really interesting because you can't really read read like body uh body you know like any of that you just just kind of like go go with the flow I guess and don't make any wrong moves because it's not a very long first impression.
2: Evan, so much of the NFL seems to be, as opposed to college, where teams hey, just recruit and try to sign the best players. NFL has largely been. Fitting into their scheme. Have you sensed that in your conversations with the teams
1: about the scheme they run? Yeah, a lot of it's uh, uh, you know fitting fitting into their scheme. Um, uh, Just uh, just coaches trying to find their type of guys. Um, You know, and uh, that that obviously takes away some 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 teams for certain things. And uh, but I'm not I'm not too worried about. it.
0: I could tell. I love that about you. (laughs) um what's been something that maybe has surprised you from this process whether it's a question or something that someone from a team has has asked of you
1: uh i think i don't know if if i should say this but uh i think uh just how kind of pointless half like 50 percent of the combine was because uh i think they like extended it by a day and it does there yeah a lot of it's just sitting around waiting and but you know, <laughs> all, all, all people only care about the the two hours that you're on the field, so it doesn't really it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But that's just uh, that's just my my uh, opinion. <laughs> did, did you get a steak at St. Elmo's? <laughs> uh I did not. know. so uh, so so they moved they moved everything back. We were actually gonna have uh, steaks uh, that night, and then we, they moved everything back and got off the field at like eleven fifteen. So everything was already shut down. And I had a 6 a.m. flight the next morning. So I had, to get, I had to get to bed, pack everything up.
2: Yeah, you know, that's what, that's what I think the combine is all about, is about all of the NFL execs and scouts, et cetera. Just go have great state dinners for a
1: week. That's <laughs> well, a gig, I think. Yeah, they get to go to the they get to go to the bars every night and eat steak dinner, and then we're we're going to sleep at one and waking up at five every morning. So gotta love it. <laughs> Evan, did you take this wonderlick test? I did. Yeah.
2: What? So I mean, I'm not asking any trade secrets here. I'm just interested because we hear about it again. Give us a first person's view of what it was like. What is it?
1: Well, I think it was I think it was pretty easy. Honestly, I mean, I've never really had a problem with learning and stuff, so I probably got you know mid to high 30s on it um I finished 48 questions so it's not too bad and yeah I mean yeah just kind of yeah I thought it was pretty easy I mean and then I started talking to some other dudes though and they kind of got like maybe like so uh, one dude I was talking to got 14 questions in and that's not that that's that that wouldn't work at Cal I can promise you that much so
0: (laughs) you know I think that I think that's a really interesting point because you know, we often in the draft talk about offensive players, and a lot of times offensive players, at least to, I think Ted and I, they've got the most work to do. Quarterback, you know, Justin Herbert never took a snap under center, so that's like the headline everywhere. How's he going to do? Defensive players, take us inside you, right? You're the reigning Player of the Year in this conference. Like, how much have you had to learn or try to study to be able to converse in these meetings with NFL coaches and GMs?
1: Um, I mean. I kind of I kind of learned on the fly a little bit, you know, from from meetings because kind of like the senior bowl was was a little bit of like uh, kind of a practice round type of deal for the combine. So that was nice. And then uh, and, and then I'm a quick learner, too. And I'd watch some watch some tape, talk to talk some players I know and, you know, try uh try to get like term because terminology is the hardest part. It's just it's 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 all the same thing. It's just terminology. And all they're trying to do anyway is like install a cover three or like a quarters. And I mean, if you don't know how to play cover three or quarters now, I don't know how you're ever going to get it. And then that's all locker room. So, I mean, that's just, uh, (laughs) that's just pretty, pretty simple stuff, especially with the time limits and stuff that they have. So it's not a, it's not, it's not anything too hard.
2: But but, you know, that's a great point guys, because this is going to be something, Evan, you're going to go through this with several hundred other draftees and then on top of that, the the unsigned free agents, and, and I saw it happen it was nine years ago when in August everybody got called in when a, a, a strike and a lockout finally ended, and there had been no off season program, nothing, no yeah. minicaps, no OTAs, and they told the teams you get like ten days, and now we're going to play preseason games, and man, it was it was rugged, and so I'm just interested from your standpoint because you're going into this that whoever drafts you, wherever you end up, you may not be with them
1: until August. Yeah, that's kind of what, that's kind of what I'm preparing for too, is, uh, you know, just uh, w- walking in into the locker room and, you know, uh, haven't having really conversed with, uh, you know, the, the veterans or or the, the coaches. And so uh, hopefully I'll be able to get a playbook, start studying it. And I feel like uh, I'll have probably, you know, 95% of it down by the time uh, I walk into a, into a, a fall, fall camp. And uh, yeah, so. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a, be, be too worried, um, but, you know, it's probably going to be, be a little harder for some of my competition that doesn't really know how to read or, uh, you know, can go to Cal. So there you go.
0: <laughs> so speaking of Cal, how's the Cal community, Jordan Kanasik, you know, obviously the head coach, of the Redskins, like Ron Rivera, Cal alums, how have they helped you if they have in this process?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've talked to, I've talked to a few people, um, you know, they've, they, they've helped a lot, just a you know, little little things left and right. And then uh, I actually talked to uh, uh, Brett Rippon, who uh, was Boise State's quarterback back in the day, because he, he's from Spokane. I talked to him today. Just, uh, you know, just uh, chatting and just try to get some uh, – pick their brains, get get whatever I can out of them. You know, um, just uh, in, in, anybody and in, uh, anywhere I can get anything from, I, I soak it in because you can always learn a little bit more.
0: What's something that maybe Jordan shared with you about transitioning to the to the NFL?
1: Uh, just uh, just uh, knowing that uh, that uh, when when you, when you walk into the locker room, everybody's equal. Uh, you know, just uh, know that you know everybody everybody has, has to earn their way. Uh, that type of deal, and you know, nothing that I've never had to do before. You know, so <laughs> not not too worried about that. Hey,
2: can I can we make you a draft analyst here for a minute, Evan?
1: Oh yeah, go ahead. So, because
2: I'm fascinated to hear this, because right now this is this time of year when all of the people in our end of the world analyze everything, mock drafts, blah blah blah. I'm just interested because there's two quarterbacks that you played against that mm-hmm. are, you know, one's definitely going to be a first rounder, the other one might be. I just, Herbert,
1: uh, Herbert, yeah. Herbert's a lot better than the other one. I can promise you that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but you, did you, as a defender, just tell me about, tell us about Herbert and and Eason. All
1: right, let's see Herbert. Herbert's a lot, lot, lot smarter. Uh, maybe, maybe not, not as good as an arm talent, um, but uh, makes ma- makes really good decisions. Can run, run really well, and uh, no- knows how to make uh, checks and everything on the line. Eason, I mean, he's good. Really strong arm. A lot of potential. And that, I'm just gonna keep it right there before I cross the line.
0: <laughs> how about Anthony Gordon? I talked to a Gordo. coach in your conference this year. Obviously, he balled out in the Senior Bowl. What, what did you learn about him down there that maybe you didn't know?
1: I mean, Gordo, he's a he's he's going to be a good a good quarterback. I think uh, he's he's a really smart guy. I didn't really know how, how smart he was until I started actually having some conversations with him at at Senior Bowl and, uh, you know, super, super smart guy, super heady, uh, really good leader. You know, I've talked to a few guys at Washington State, so I mean, that's a really good thing for a quarterback. And uh, you know, I mean, he's he can obviously play with the best of them. Um, you know, but as as much as they they can pass and everything, uh, they're doing a really good job. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry, my my thing kind of kind of went away there for a second, but yeah, no, he's a he, he's a good quarterback.
0: I love that. All right, so I want to read you this because I always think this is really fun to read the strengths and weaknesses. I'm going to read a couple for you, and this is uh, the draft profile uh, of Evan Weaver.
1: How about uh, how about the the body turning at the beach, huh?
0: Oh, so 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 you've read these before?
1: Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean I've read that that dummies, uh uh thing, but you know, there's there's a reason half these dudes have never played football in their life. So yeah, where's this coming from,
2: yo?
0: Well, so we're going to NFL.com where they kind of have the strengths and weaknesses. Strengths, because we like staying positive here. Outlandish production, dating all the way back to early high school. Great teammate, elite competitor. Instinctive instinctive with elite recognition of blocking schemes. Those are some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses. You referenced them already. Won't be a head turner at the beach. Wow. (laughs) Built like, do you want to comment on that one?
1: Built, built, built like a, like a stubby center, right? With uh, short arm. Yeah. I mean, like, good Lord, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I believe that's a, uh, the Lance did. Yeah.
0: So, all in right.
1: my ass, I guess. I don't really know what else to
0: say. I, I appreciate that. I'll stop there, but I want to pivot. You told Ted and I a story that I will never forget for the rest of my life, that when you were in high school, you had a stone of sorts, and you would write down either people's names or things that motivated you, and as you achieve them, you'd cross them off that stone. What is on that stone now as you enter the next phase of your career?
1: You know, I ran, I ran out of room on that stone, so I'm gonna have to actually go get, go get a new one. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be able to walk right out there into the, in the backyard and grab one. But uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, he's uh, definitely gonna, gonna be on it. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> it, so, so Evan,
2: what, um, you know, the, what's the strapped weekend going to be like in your home? I I think we were talking before we started, you're not having a camera. You're not going to have any of that intrusiveness in your house, are you?
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be a close family, uh, you know, try to, try to stay as healthy as possible. And, uh, yeah, close, close family and, uh, just, uh, you know, time to, time to be together and, uh, you know, see where, see where the marbles roll, I guess. I don't really know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you go in with that mentality of, hey, we'll see, or do you have the half dozen, dozen teams that you have a lean towards?
1: Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'll go in, uh, seeing who they have above me, uh, quote unquote, as a linebackers, and, uh, market, marking them off, uh, like, cause you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh there will probably need to be about five or six guys in front of me, I think. Um, And, and then, uh, and then then I'll be like, okay, then, then I can go. So uh, yeah. So just uh, wait for that type of stuff. And yeah.
0: That's really cool. All right. I got two last ones before we let you go. Um, One, because I know you're a steward of the game. There's potentially a rule in college football that may get passed, which is a one-time transfer opportunity from a four-year school to a four-year school. I see your head shaking, curious your thoughts on that.
1: I think it's stupid. I mean, once you commit, you commit to a school. I mean, that's basically just like a guy committing and decommitting in high school about eight times. You know, I mean, it's a, <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a joke because let's say you're, you're uh, you know, first team, all American, your sophomore year, second team, your freshman year, and you go to like Cal, and then Alabama calls, "Hey, come start for us, come win a national." School. Well, screw that, you know. Like that's a, I don't know. So, so
2: let me, but let me give you one case we've just seen, Evan, and get your view on this. Suppose you just signed to play last year at Colorado, and your coach just walks out, just
1: abandons you. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't uh, sign up for the coach. You sign up for the school. So you know, coaches can leave. It's a job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I like where your head's at. You clearly have, have takes on it. So the last take I'll ask you for is, you know, you're done playing for the institution that you love. You've left a great legacy in our eyes, but in your eyes, as you enter the NFL and put out another Jersey, what do you hope you leave with the fans out West specifically in Berkeley about what you stood for in your career?
1: Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, leadership, competitiveness, and uh, like like a good community role model somebody that uh that you know is willing to engage with fans uh you know not 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 above anyone else just being able to uh to like have have a good time make sure everybody else is having a good time too and uh leave the leave program better than when i found it
2: well i'll tell you it's been a thrill watching you play Evan. enjoy and uh, i'd say this i do as a Heisman voter, I put a defensive player on my Heisman ballot every year. Um, I just think it's important for the credibility of that award that a defensive player get. You were on the ballot this year. And uh, that's what I hope the NFL people see with that kind of production.
0: Well, I appreciate it. You got it, Evan. We will be cheering you from afar. We'll stay in touch. Hopefully you get, back, get you back on the pod once you find uh-huh. out where you're going to land.
1: No doubt. All right. <laughs> hey, Karen, <Garrett>, Balmy Spokane. <laughs> Beautiful there beautiful all right I'll all right, I'll yes. see you man all right
0: yeah how about that evan weaver what'd you think
2: oh he's phenomenal i mean it's just a great it's a great story and, and so we have some exceptional student athletes that we've had a chance you know to to meet doing this job and the past year we met a few and i mean i've thought a lot about joshua kelly uh the ucla running back who you know, as I, we talked to him quite a bit this past year and he gambled on himself and, he, and it paid off, right? At UCLA, Darnay Holmes and what a terrific, uh, you know, story, background story he has. And of course, then you get Justin Herbert who wins the Campbell trophy and all that reflects as well as someone who's gonna be, a, you know, not in all likelihood picked in the first round. But then this guy that you know, we just said, you know, and he, he touched on it. I mean, people may look at him and think it's Cal or, which is wrong look at the number and think, ah, what is that? That's wrong. And you just watch him play. Man, it's, that's to me it's the best lesson of the whole Evan Weaver story is what did you do? You know, at some point we stopped. That's why I asked him a question, Yo, know, about measurements. And, and through my last decade, I've listened, believe me, I've listened to it a lot from both sides. And I've heard it a lot from the pro side about so-and-so's arm length, so-and-so's shuttle cone, so-and-so this, and all the measurables. And that oftentimes determines a draft selection. And sometimes you just say, you know, but did the guy play? Yeah. Did he tackle the guy with the ball? Did he catch the ball that was thrown to him? That's the receiver's job, right?
0: <laughs> you nailed it. We uh, we had a chance to talk to David Shaw um, you know, heading into the draft, it'll be on the Pac 12 Networks. There's a new podcast there called Pac 12 Perspective. And he always looked at some a few things. We talk about them, right? It's instinct. Like, do you have instinct? Can you play? And I think of the two greatest players that I grew up watching were uh, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Terrible testing, didn't look the part. You were with no- Joe at Notre Dame. I mean, instinct, yes. instinct, instinct. Oh. And, I think Evan has as, as good of it at that position as we've seen, at least out here in a while.
2: And, and you know, the other part, in the, as you said, I did have firsthand experience with Joe going back a thousand years. But, I mean, I can tell you Joe, one of Joe Montana's, um, uh, who was an extraordinary athlete in his era. People didn't understand what a great athlete he was. He didn't shine in practice. And this was back in an era when it was still the old school, like, you know, I want to see you crush people and practice every day and that's how you play well Joe didn't necessarily do that but when he played and when the lights were really bright there's nobody better and that's that's what he needed the you know he needed the good fortune of being able to get on the field right because other guys get hurt that's how he gets on the field once he gets on the field it was like Anthony Gordon this year it was a little bit of that right guy waits five years to play and when he finally got on the field and played did pretty well
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend in the draft. All right, before we let you go and we'll touch upon this in our next episode with greater detail, but uh, Evan Weaver, he alluded to the one-time transfer rule. JT Daniels, it finally comes out. It's about a 48 hour window for when you put yourself into the portal to when it hits the airwaves. It just hit uh, earlier today. I've had a bit, had the ability to communicate with him. If the rule passes it's a great rule for him because he could he well. play,
2: play next year, right? He, he could play,
0: play next right? year. And I think we're going to see a lot of those transfers. But here we are at USC. We've seen Jack Sears depart. Matt Fink hit the portal, came back last year. He's still there. Obviously, Keaton Slovis is there. What's your initial reaction, JT Daniels wow. saying, see you later and entering I, the portal?
2: I expected it. You know, I think we talked about this off the air a little bit. I expected it only, with, and I don't know JT like you do, uh, but just looking at the tea leaves and the way Keaton Slovis played last year, I mean it was it's, it was pretty hard to say. You know, and JT Daniels, as we all understand this year, JT Daniels did not go to USC to compete for the job. Yeah. That's not what he went there for. So he was going to be coming back off an ACL, which is already you know something of a question. It's not crippling by any means, but it's something. And to compete, I, I didn't I didn't see that as a realistic scenario for him so I, I personally think and it's interesting because again i come at it at a, from a totally different viewpoint than evan does and that i think that's okay for college players because when you just see the complete you know what, what coaches can do not very few do i'm not trying to blanket umbrella smother the profession that's not my point but when a coach can do what happened in colorado this year that's wrong in my view and a player should have some remedy to that. Evan, again, come at it from a different viewpoint. I respect that. I just feel, so this one-time transfer thing to me, which is not connected to coaches, it's connected to scenario. And in JT's case, it's connected to an injury, right? An injury changed his path. I have no problem with him being able to have a free pass to do one time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I think that uh, kids come to college, if we're being blunt to play, you know, and if they can get a great degree. That's amazing. We can count on two hands, you know, the schools that are elite from an academic standpoint where you're like, you know what, maybe it trumps playing. I talked to Donald Stewart earlier this morning, transferred from Stanford. He's going to finish his degree there and he's at Wake Forest. And that's where he's going to play. That's where he transferred to. So I- I'm with you there. I-, I think for JT, it's early to speculate, but I'll do it anyway. Um, you look at the West coast. I look at Washington. Right? They're really young there. They got a freshman, redshirt Richard Richard freshman and Richard sophomore. Nobody's played uh, more than a handful of snaps. Uh, you know, uh, Jacob Sermon, we were there when he played a little bit right. in week two. I think it was against Hawaii last year um, or Eastern Washington. That's who it was. Uh, so you have that. I don't know who else on the yeah. West Coast. And then you look at LSU, right? Another major program who they have, Miles Brennan, who I love, but hasn't played a lot. So... Those, to me, right off the bat, there's a lot of places he can go in and play. But when we talk about a guy going to an elite program, those are ones that jump to mind. Uh, We'll see what happens here. I know he's not in a crazy rush to do anything, wants to make sure the rule passes first. But um, those are two places I could see him going.
2: Boy, that's uh, LSU when you talk about walking into a a boiling pot. Pressure, not – I mean, he did it as a freshman at USC. So it's not that JT Daniels is, is fearful of pressure. I'm just saying that's, you know, to walk in and follow Joe Burrow and follow that. Ooh, wow. yeah. Hey, let me let me uh, follow with one last point of my end. I don't know if you talked to Dave Shaw about this, but it's why I asked this question to Evan, is that I'm going to be curious, just watching the draft unfold, about this the scenario caused by the pandemic, in that if you are an NFL team, coming off an off year, off years, coach and or general manager don't feel necessarily long-term security, think they need to win right away. Does that affect your drafting? Because drafting a project is not going to work this year, right? Because you're not going to get that player in your hands likely until August. Is that going to impact the way people are drafted? So you're going to draft more ready-to-eat meals (laughs) as opposed to meals that need two hours of sous-chef work.
0: That is a great point. And I I think Evan would fit into ready-to-play. Yeah. Austin Jackson, USC offensive lineman, needs a little more time to cook at the left tackle. But, yeah, that, that's going to be fun to track. Uh, we'll be back, obviously. We'll recap the whole draft as it gets going. And and I think it'll be fun to to bring out some people once they're drafted so we can showcase to their new community who they are, whether that's Darnay Holmes, the cast of Joshua Kelly, all, all the types of players, Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason, that will kick out from this conference and hopefully at some point light up the NFL as their dreams come true in, uh, in all, you know, exactly a week you know, from today. Here we are Thursday. It's going to be a weird draft, but it's going to be uh, an entertaining one, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a weird draft. And so if you're Justin Herbert, you, you, you're looking you know, the question, look, there's going to be likely four quarterbacks taken in the first round. And if somebody is, believes in Jacob Eason's arm talent, because the arm talent we saw is clearly there, then that's fine. There's going to be four, and Eason could be five. But are you going to draft somebody who's, you know, like the Herbert is a more ready – well, Burrow, for sure. Herbert's a more ready-to-play guy. For example, a two, you don't know. He's coming off an injury, right? And you don't know. And Eason, you know, Eason played one year at Georgia, now one year at Washington. Is that enough of a body of work? I just, I think this is going to be something I'm sure the draft people next week when the draft happens, will talk this out. The analysts will talk this out, but I think it has to mean to impact a certain number of the draft picks is just the fact that they don't know when they're physically going to have this draft pick in their building.
0: Yeah. Really well said, man. All right, Ted. I love you, man. we are out of here. We'll get back to the next podcast uh, next week, but make sure you check it out. Ted and Yogi's Pac-12 Adventure for Evan Weaver. Big thanks. Ted, for you as well, man. Good to see your face. And I got to get back to packing because we're moving in like T minus 48 hours and I haven't done squat <laughs> around here. So I need Evan Weaver to like come lift some boxes for me.
2: No, well, this is it. This is going to be your home squat rack, right? Your home squat rack, squat and lift, right?
0: <laughs> yes. All right. Perfect. Good form, Yogi. Good form. <laughs> Always. All right, brother. Take care. <laughs>